Hi, welcome back to Messi and the third episode, which was is being filmed way earlier than I expected. To be completely honest, this is the most proud of myself I've been in a, in a good minute. Um, so today I'm going through some of you may have eagerly, like eagerly seen the title um, called Love and Fear. I'm going to be going through the psychology of that whole principle which I've recently like researched about um, in my university course and how I've personally dealt with like the loss and like pain um, in the whole dating scene and just to like pick up the mood just a little bit because it's not it's not a great fun topic um, I'll be going through some of my own personal painful dating stories just so we can laugh at myself it's gonna get messy Hi guys, um, I'm just going to add this in here, just a quick trigger warning that I discussed some themes regarding uh, depression, anxiety, other kind of things that come following breakups and whatever. Um, so, obviously I'm just going to add this trigger warning here, you don't have to listen if you feel like this is going to be a bit too sensitive of a topic for you. Um, there's nothing too graphic but I would, the last thing I would want was for anyone to feel uncomfortable or um, triggered by any of the topics discussed about. So. Um, to those of you who are listening, please enjoy. To the rest of you, please continue for the regularly scheduled programming of messiness just any other time. Um, but yeah, thank you for sticking around. Peace and love. Bye-bye. Hi guys. Um, so, I'm back. Who'd have thought it? Who'd have thought that I could be so productive? Although, would we call this being productive? Because I've still got to do that uni work that I spoke about last time. So, it's half a win. I can at least feel somewhat proud of myself for doing something um though it is currently 20 past one i'm venturing home today like i'm going back to like my parents house or well my house um down in birmingham you've got to do the accent every time it's just the rules but yeah um so i should be sleeping but i can't sleep i just want to talk so that is what this microphone is for and i'm forcing everyone to listen to me whether they like it or not so we'll just figure it out as we go along so um you'll have seen that the title to this episode is called love and fear um and to those of you who know me very well i'm obsessed with marina um formerly marina and the diamonds um and this is one of her like um album titles so i obviously would title this that um but i've also researched like the psychology of love and fear like within my own like separate um, course on my university degree that I'm doing at the moment and it's quite interesting so like let me just quickly break it down basically so love and fear is basically split into the two basic fundamental foundation of emotions that we feel every day so from love comes all the positive feelings that we feel and from fear is all the negative feelings so you can't experience both of these at the exact same time so, for example, uh, if you were dating someone just purely out of manipulation, you're not, it's, you're staying with them out of the fear of what would happen if you left them kind of thing. It's that kind of gist. So, you can't both love someone and fear them at the same time. There's no combination. Um, but this is just, a th- this is just theorised anyway. There goes my spray again. I should have turned it off before the episode started, but I'm not going to do that because that would just that would be too much, too. I can't be that productive. Come on now. Um, so yeah, 
that's the main psychology of it. Um, and obviously, like I said, you can't experience both at the same time. And thinking back about my own personal life experiences, I, it's fairly safe to say that I could justify this with my own life experiences, saying that I've never experienced both at the same time, because it's, it's, surely it's virtually impossible. Like, do you scream on a roller coaster because you love it? Like, fair enough, the adrenaline rush afterwards you might love. Um, but you're screaming because you're completely out of control. I mean, I scream because I'm completely out of control on a roller coaster. Like, that's how I see it. Um, but afterwards, you're going to another roller coaster out of the love of it. And then afterwards, I mean, during, you're like terrified kind of thing. But overall, you just love the whole thing. So that's where you put yourself through it. Um, so. I hope that was a good analogy. I'm going to listen back to that and be like, what are you on about? I can see that now. But anyway, so I've been on my own quest to find love and to ultimately reject fear from my life because obviously you're never going to have a perfect day like every single day of the year. But being in control of that whole situation, it's like a very powerful thing, I guess. Um, And before I continue to discuss this, I am very aware now that, obviously, I'm going to promote the crap out of this podcast. My own family is going to be hearing this. Um, So, family, I mean, you can stay tuned if you want. (laughs) Um, But I talk about dating. I'm going to talk about dating and my whole situation in Leeds dating, guys. So, I mean, if you want to listen to that, you go straight ahead. Um, It doesn't get too graphic, though. Don't worry. Um just for my own sanity and knowing that this is forever going to be on the internet so but yeah you can you can listen if you want but if you approach me about this topic i will crawl up my own ass and i will be embarrassed but this podcast is for me to vent kind of thing into a microphone and coax people into listening to it i guess so if you want to be one of those people you know what i'm here for it i'm here for it it's fine it will be it will all be fine right so, as I said, I was on my own quest to find love and reject fear. Um, so, after splitting up with my ex, that was almost a year ago now, so last May in 2020, um, I immediately went on like a, it's like a, a search for a romantic partner um, from May last year, but not out of the fact that I loved love. It was I knew. Well, I know now it was just simply out of the fear of being alone. Like, for since I've been born, like, obviously, I was raised by my parents. Um, I was with them until I was about 18, and I moved in with my now ex, um, even with his parents, kind of thing. And then we moved into a house together. So I've always been with someone. So from May, it's kind of like I've been on my own like well not even from may from june when i moved into my current house i'm like with my housemates but i've been on my own like i'm solely in control of me surviving essentially like if i don't eat a meal no one's gonna know about it like that's the situation um so jumping into that was terrifying and i guess that's where my mental health started to like take a hit because it's like wow i've been so like relying on other people's help for such a long time it's crazy like i it was a real wake-up call when i went to the shop and i was like 
I've never actually shopped for just myself before. I've never shopped for like a big food shop. Obviously, yeah, I go. With my, I went with my parents and I went with my ex. Like, but that was obviously they stocked up whatever they want and I'd just throw a few things that I wanted in the cart as well. But now it's like I buy the food that I need to eat. I still haven't mastered portion sizes. Like, without a doubt, there'll always be something left in, like, a Tupperware, like, at the end of every meal, because I've made way too much, which I don't mind. We love some leftovers, um, and we hate wasting food, but it's, like, still mastering. Like, that's adulting, that right there, like, figuring out portion sizes. Because I read a post that says, adulthood is basically deciding what item of food you want for, like, the day after for the rest of your life. And that triggers something existential in me. It's like, it is. You literally sit there every day going, what do I have for tea tomorrow? What about the day after that? Like, is this life now? Is this my life? Am I just going to be planning what I want for food the rest of the day? Can someone just not cook me a spontaneous meal and just feed me? Like, can someone just live in my house just for a few hours every day just to, like, feed me and motivate me to do uni work? please that would be great i would love that but um so yeah as i said i was looking for a romantic partner since i broke up with my ex um that was not from love but from fear that was like the fear of just wanting to be alone um and then obviously i spoke about this in the last episode of how i was just like so ready to like i don't say bounce from guy to guy that's not true but just find someone immediately and settle down with them immediately to the point where I was giving out the energy of being so desperate for a relationship, even though I knew subconsciously I wasn't ready for one. And like I said in the last episode, I can't expect to find someone who's ready for a relationship if I'm not. Cause like, it's like a you get out, you get from the universe what you put into it kind of thing, which could be a complete cliche kind of thing. Like, it's probably not true, but it's you'll always find the right person the wrong time if you stay in that mindset. So I took a step back and I ha- I'm at that point of taking a step back from all that now. Um, just to really focus on myself because it was kind of like a, I've had a relationship just to distract myself from what I don't like seeing in the mirror. But forcing myself to look at that mirror and fix it has been the most powerful move I've done this year. I mean, five months into the year now, um, and I feel more powerful than I've ever felt in my entire life. Like, even coming out, like, it's, it's powerful. Like, um, so it's taken quite a bit for me to stare at myself, at my personality, at how I represent myself and be like, you need to sort that out. Like, I would so, were ready to call out, like, red flags on another guy, but the, I was just terrified to do it to myself. Like, but now, oh, oof god i start it's like people say in order to like move on you start dating yourself and i'm like sure who the hell would date themselves me right now i'm doing that it's powerful it's great you should do it like take yourself out for food like appreciate yourself listen to yourself in an open-minded way um i'll talk about love languages in just a bit um because it's a i think it's a very important thing um love languages in within a relationship because obviously people have different needs and right wants from them um and i obviously know what mine are because i just went i just went into detail with it but 
Um, so yeah, the whole thing of like just being so eager to find a relationship and then inevitably like be rejected or shut down or I mean it's happened quite a few times. I'm unashamed to admit a few quite a few guys have turned around to me and gone, Yeah, I'm not ready for a relationship. I'm like Oh and then when I broke free from them I was like, Wait, neither am I so why am I still looking for a relationship? Oh my god, there's another guy in my life. And then I was like, wait, he's not ready for a relationship either. And it was just that endless cycle of finding someone, liking someone, they're not ready for a relationship. Finding someone, it's like, it's, like, it's just, it was exhausting. And it was hard to not take that personally. Because I thought, no one's ever going to want to be in a relationship with me. But even if that's the case, I'm comfortable with that now. Like, I, I'll, be, I'll happily be a committed spinster with, like, ten cats. Oh, that's not ten cats. Ten dogs would be fine. Um, as an aside, I saw that there was, like, an online thing where you can go to, like, a golden retriever therapy calf thing and be, be swarmed by dogs. If someone could sign me up for that, that would be great. That is That would be a great love language. Just gifting me with ten golden retriever dogs. That would just lick my face. That would be a dream. Actually, yeah, I don't need a relationship. I need that every single day. That I'd never get bored of that. Though I would never... I'd have no friends because the dogs would be my friends. <laughs> so, uh, hi to my friends, sorry. I'm not saying I'd replace you for ten dogs, but... Uh, yeah, I'd replace you for ten dogs, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So... Obviously, we go from that um, to the thing which I don't want to say caused it, and you'll find out why I'm not going to say it caused it. But the stages of grief I went through after breaking up with my ex. Um, and if you are him, or someone who knows him, who is listening right now, uh, I don't even know what to say. Um, hi, thanks for listening. I'm going to start talking about this person now in a completely anonymous way because I'm going to respect his privacy. Um, but I'm going to be sharing a few details on a topic which has ultimately led to the decline of my own mental health. So if you don't want to listen to this about the person that you know or would feel comfortable not knowing this information, then by all means stop listening i'm not gonna be mad at that um and to my friends listening to this you've heard this story about fifty thousand times now so i'm sorry for making you listen to this we're just gonna get through it because yeah so um i went through stages of grief when i broke up with my ex last may um so it was for me grief i always saw as death like death within like friends family so anyone close to you that you know um, you'll go through grief but grief is also just mourning any loss so for me even though I was happy to be away from my ex I grieved hard for him like this was the first love of my life kind of thing um it was hard to say goodbye to that obviously so then it's kind of like how do I move on from this when all I've known is a relationship with this one boy um and there are five um, stages of grief. Like, it, this is like, not, it's like, a, I don't want to say a theory, it's like a confirmed thing that people go through in the stage of grief. So it goes denial, anger, bargaining, 
depression and acceptance. So those are the five stages that are commonly associated with losing someone. So I'll start from stage one and we'll just work our way around because stage one is denial. And for me, it was the denial that it was over, like the denial of the fact that I'm on my own now. And I denied it so hard that I manifested finding relationships like a part of my life so hard that I just wanted to prove that I was worthy of love. And as an also as an aside, I am I'm only saying this now after several amounts of therapy, um, from like professional counsellors and stuff that have helped me realise that all the things that I've done actually wasn't a toxic thing for me to do but a way for my brain to stick to some kind of like level of homeostasis like just a level of being comfortable and being in a condition in which I am which I know which I know I'm stable being in life um because I met my ex when I was 15 and I hadn't even come out at this point when I started like seeing this guy and it was weird it's like so the second I came out like I think it was like a few months into talking to him because I got with him in eight August and I came out in October so it was a couple of months it's like the biggest life events of my life happened with him it was like he he was obviously the love of my life I wouldn't break it I wouldn't um break myself out of the closet if I didn't like someone like I wouldn't do that um and it was it was a great relationship at the start. It was amazing, um, but obviously, as things happen in a relationship, like um, it's just a few things off, um, cheating, um, verbal abuse, some forms of physical abuse. Obviously, he suffered with his own mental health struggles, um, alcohol abuse, at times, um, a degree of um manipulation that was so intense that i started losing friends because of it kind of thing it was it was crazy um it was really it was a really shitty and tough thing that i had to go through with him um which is when i that all that started to hit the forefront of my mind in the second stage of my grief with him which was anger um where I started blaming my ex for every bad thing that has happened in my life. Like, I couldn't even explain it. Like, I made him the enemy. Um, and I, because of him, I started to cut out every single male figure in my life. Like, uh, just a friend who was a man. I, I was like, no, you're trash. Like, I was so anti-man through this point. I wasn't looking for a committed relationship at this point. I was looking for just spontaneous things, and then that was it. Like I, I was just renouncing the fact that I that men had any emotions, because through all this, I was completely numb. Like I didn't care about needing a relationship that much. Um, I'd still be looking for one. But I know for a while that if something would have started, I would have just, like, I would have said, like, I'm not ready for this. So, I then realised I was becoming the exact same level of toxic that he was. Um, And if I was becoming like him on just a social level, then 
I couldn't even, I wouldn't even be able to fathom looking in the mirror if I was like him on a physical level, in that I would do something stupid or I don't even know how to explain it. It's not like I know I'd start punching someone, um, but I was terrified of the fact that if I became just like him, then I, I just would not be able to go through with living my life. Um, and that was a scary thought for me, um, which is when the anger turned into self-destruction, um, and initially it was, it led me into the third stage of grief, because obviously you don't wake up a different day, a day and realise, right, I'm now on this next stage, it was kind of like a, I made a series of bad choices when I was going through anger and whatever that made me need to reevaluate my life. And as each as I go through each stage, it's a complete epiphany for me. It's like I really start to deeply think about my life and all the choices I'm making. And I'm like, I can't keep going on like this. I need to sort something out. Um, which is when I entered the bargaining stage. So it's kind of like this is called the what if stage. Um, and that was when some serious doubt started creeping in. It was like, what if I actually do never get a boyfriend again? Or what if I can never trust men again? What if I would never be happy? And this was the quickest stage for me because these thoughts like manifested in my mind so much. I overthought these thoughts so much that it very quickly turned into the fourth stage of my grief, which was depression. Um, this is the part I'd say I'm still in now there it goes i was waiting for it i was like when did it go off last because i know it goes off every 20 minutes i don't know if you heard that the spray went off again anyway um so i had depression stage i this is a great time for it to start spraying um which was huge for me um and i'm still going through it now like it's lasted oh my god from like august last year so we're talking like nine months worth of depression there. Is it nine months? I did advance maths at uni, I still don't know. Uh, yeah, um, so about that long. Um, which is where I started to withdraw from my uni work massively. Um, but I obviously, you, you, when you know something's wrong, you know. But I would never ever recommend someone self-diagnosing themselves. Um, in the same way that if you've got like a headache, you don't go on WebMD because it tells you you've got something crazy. Um, when in reality it's just a headache kind of thing um, it's like that with mental health too like we should definitely start seeing it as more of a physical like if we saw mental health the same way we saw physical health it would just be taken so much more seriously there wouldn't be a six month wait, six month like waiting list is it six weeks either way I'm still on a waiting list um, to see therapists for like different types of therapy um, but yeah but then I started a uh, course of antidepressants, from which my dose has been upped like twice now. Um, and times have been tough. But the greatest revelation for me has been therapy and counselling, as provided by my uni, which I will be forever grateful for. Um, so, the fourth stage of... Um, grief i would say i'm not at stage four i'm at stage 4.8 kind of thing like 
I'm never not I'm never not going to be depressed. I I'm, I've come to terms with that now. Like in terms of this whole situation that's happened with my ex and whatever, um, because he. I'm going to be flat out. He was awful to me. Like he was horrific. Um, he did some very bad things, um, like entering a relationship with someone whilst we were engaged. Like it's stuff like that. Um, I'm never going to not be upset at that because if someone would propose to get engaged to me, which happened, and I said yes, for him to then be like, nope, I need to enter a relationship with someone else, um, you're never going to feel good after that, are you? Like, it's never going to be, you never feel fulfilled following that. Um, because it's like, well, how do I know that if I find the perfect person in five years time, how how do I know they're not going to do that? Which is a terrifying thought, which will always be in my head, but it's what counselling's for, which is why anyone goes through something permanently, please look at counselling. It's just a game changer. I get some people can't wait for the NHS, some people can't afford private, just find whatever works. The waiting list will be worth it if you have to wait for one, I promise you. Um, now I'm going towards stage five, thankfully, which is acceptance. Acceptance of the fact that I'm no longer in a relationship uh, with my ex. Um, acceptance of the fact that I'm worthy of love acceptance of the fact that regardless of what happens I'll have myself um that's something that I'm at at, where I'm near at the minute um but when I'll know I'm there when I can turn around and say that I forgive my ex and that when I say that um I am my own source of validation or when I don't apologize for doing something that makes me happy um, I've been going through quite, I think I've mentioned this before, I've been going through quite this thing that says, where I keep saying, well, that's not my problem, or that's not a me problem, it sounds like a you problem, for people who get upset with me just being myself, which probably is a toxic mindset to have, um, but I look at it now as if I need to prioritise my own mental health, and if that comes at the expense of someone's happiness, or whatever then I'm not going to apologize for that because I'd rather make one person upset than give myself another day of struggle which would ultimately lead to something bad happening um and I have to say I'm moving towards that stage now um the biggest stage is obviously going to be forgiving my ex um I'm, I'm still quite far away off that yet um don't get me wrong I'm happy that he's found someone who clearly makes him happy enough to cheat on his boyfriend of five years but you know what it is what it is you find the person that you're meant to be with eventually or you don't some people are happy being on their own if that has to happen to me you know what that's fine um could do without the constant fear of being screwed over by a son of a bitch so you know what i'll fucking i'll take that over any day in a minute so yeah um, but this part of acceptance that I'm gradually weaning towards now 
like I said, it's because of therapy and just the reprogramming of my thoughts. Like, originally, um, I looked at it as if to say, uh, what if I never find love? Or what if I never trust someone again? Which, through reprogramming these thoughts, I've gone, if I don't find love, then clearly no one was good enough for me. And I deserve the best. That's kind of what I'm believing at the minute. Um, and what if I never trust someone fully again? I don't need to trust anyone fully. Trust someone 50% because they need to give you the other 50%. If you trust someone 100%, that's not healthy. You trust someone half and then they'll give you the other half of the reasons to trust them. That's kind of what I'm working towards at the minute. Because um, I'll have some pretty long-term trust issues as I've um, demonstrated with quite a few of the guys that I've spoken to before, um, some of whom I will be talking directly to soon at the end of this, like, well, towards the summary of this, closing of this episode, not by names, I'm going to respect your privacy, um, but I feel like you'll know who, if I'm talking to you, just from what I say, I guess. Um, yeah, so I through so i know times are getting better for me i started doing like a color coding chart where i um i i was like started color coding my day just based on like the um the kind of like mood i was in that day whether i'm not happy ecstatic depressed angry anxious anything um and the number of happy days are increasing slowly but surely which i'm happy and happy with myself for uh i'll always look back at that and be like god can you remember what state i was in in february kind of thing and then i'll know i'll be able to look at it and be like look at how far i've come from february i i can't wait for that to happen i can't wait to look at it and be like look how far i've come um because how far have i come from my um from post breaking up with my ex until now there's been some dating stories that I just, I just need to get off my chest because I've I've done some pretty embarrassing things. I have been on about oh my god, ten dates with ten different guys over the past year. So when I tell you guys I was looking for love, I would go on a date quite regularly, get attached quite quickly, um, but ten different guys, yeah. Over less well, over a year, so you can tell how great my dating scene's been. <laughs> the energy I've been giving out. Um, this is not to say I'm going to scare everyone away. It's just I wasn't ready at the time, um, and I'm getting there now. So maybe maybe after a date in a few months' time, I'll just <laughs> I'll debrief it with the consent of the person I've just dated, obviously. Um, so. Do I tell these stories? I mean, some of them are just very short. Um, one time I walked up to... Right, so I was I was meeting, going to meet someone in Leeds City Centre. And I was like, right, I'll meet you at this place. Um, I'd obviously seen him online. I was like, right, okay. I'll come up, like, meet me in person. I saw someone standing like the other side of the road. And I was like, right, this person's not replying. Maybe they're just, like, looking around for me. So I walked up to this person. I went, Hi. It's me and he just looked at me it was not 
the person I was meant to be going on a date with, it was absolutely not, no idea who this person was, this person had no idea who I was, and he was like, oh, I think you've got the wrong person, I was like, yeah, I do, I'm so sorry, so, so I just sheepishly walked across the other side of the street, saw this guy go to his phone and start typing, um, clearly to his friends, just to be like, yeah, this guy's just come over to me and says, like, hi, it's me. I think he thought I was someone else. I could have crawled up my own ass there and then, guys. I could have done it. But no. The actual guy came up to me. He clearly knew what I looked like. And he's like, hi. I'm like, right, hello. We go into Starbucks. And this guy, who I said hello to, enters the Starbucks with us. And I'm like, okay that's probably awkward earlier but it's fine the guy he's with the person he's with turns around and goes I was like the guy who thought you were someone else no that at that point I could have just asked the barista to spill hot water on me just end me no why would why would you say that person Thankfully, my dad didn't register it. Otherwise, it would have been a completely different thing that would have just ended in my own demise. Uh, I, oh, yeah. Um, but if my the day it would turn around and go, oh, did you think I looked like him? Just thinking about it <laughs> scares me. So thankfully, that was the worst part of that. Um, and the story, I, I mean, I've been sick on the first day. Um, and not from food, from alcohol. Because sometimes we... Sometimes we like to take it too far, really. I mean, I've had one of my dates be sick on a date. After chugging quite a few VKs. WKDs, for the people who don't know what that is. Um, and if you listen... The person who knows... I, I feel like he's going to be listening to this. You know who you are. Um... <laughs> I'm never going to let you live that one down. I hope you know this. Um, but 10 out of 10 would go back to Pop World and watch you down them all again. I'm just, you know what? That was great. Um, FYI, family members, the only reason he's listening is because we are very close friends now. Right? Not a date. It's not a date anymore. It's just a very close friend. Right, there we go. That's the end of that story. Um, so, yeah. Um, sickness. There's also a time I peed up against the building out in town because all the toilets were closed due to COVID. And then the automatic doors of the wall I was peeing up started to raise and the security guard just yelled, Oi! So I ran <laughs> mid-pee through Lead City Centre. Why am I posting this publicly? Um... I might, I don't, do I delete this? No, I'm not going to delete it, I'm not, I'm not pussy bitch, no. Um, this happened on the same per- the, um, with the same person who puked up VK. So, again, it was just meant to be, wasn't it, really? Um, person, I, I keep going to say your name, but I, I haven't asked if I could uh, use your name. But anyway, it's fine. That was, that was a moment for us both, wasn't it? So, that was great. <laughs> Um, but yeah, there's also been time like, you know, I don't know if anyone knows like what ghetto golf is or junkyard golf, like there's different types of things around the UK, but it's like, basically you just drink and do golf. And like, I'm the least coordinated person I know. 
Could you imagine how this went for me? Not well. I'm also very competitive. Very competitive. So when it wasn't working for me, I kid you not, I spent the rest of the day miserable. We said goodbye at the end of the day. Never heard from him again. <laughs> he just didn't message me. And I was mortified. Um, but yeah, because I was just miserable because I lost God. I think that's reasonable. I think that's fair. Yeah, don't don't win me. Don't beat me at any game. That's just not on. Like, I paid for this thing as well. At least let me win. Decency. But yeah, um, that's just a few dating stories I want to share. Because maybe you'll hear more in the future. They only get messier. On brand again. Um. So yeah, that's a few dating stories. Just a breakup. There's just this, this very light-hearted... <laughs> Not heavy episode at all. Um, but there's been some other things that I've been very grateful for. Um, like the guy that I mentioned earlier um, that I went on a few dates with. Uh, we've become very close friends now. Just like one of my main points of call. Um, it's very nice to have a gay friend. Um, and I know that he would like wake up in a heartbeat to talk to me. Same with the friends that I'm moving in with next year. I'm, I'm blessed for you all. Um, my work friends, my family, obviously. I've, I've said this all last time. Um, I'm also thankful for the babies that I've got in my life now. By that I mean I've adopted two new plants. <laughs> so I've got a succulent and I've got an aloe vera plant. Both of whom I love. Um, the aloe vera is called, very imaginatively, Vera. Um, and I have my succulent um, called Veronica. So I'm going for V's. Um, so stay tuned when I adopt like a Vanessa, a Viola, a Viola maybe. If I'm feeling crazy. Victoria could show up in the mix somewhere. Um, I don't know. I can't think of any more V names. I'm sure I will though. Victor. But that's going to be like, that's, that's going to have to be like a very sad looking plan i feel like victor is a very deep dark name hello to any victors listening right now are you deep and dark <laughs> this is the kind of dates first uh first questions asking a date are you deep and dark if not this isn't gonna work out that's it um let's look at how long this episode's going i can chat shit for some time at past 1am can't i you're all very blessed to be listening to this. If you're still listening to this, say hi. Um, what's a code word that I can get you to use? Use type in... Oh, yeah, this is a good type way, actually. Go on my Instagram page that I've made for this podcast. It's called Messy on Spotify. Just type that in as like an at, all one word. Messy on Spotify. And comment under the thing for episode three. Oh, what's a very obscure word? Um, type Veronica, V-E-R-O-N-I-C-A, just type Veronica, so I know you've listened, so I can be mortified at who's listened to this, um, if no one, if no one comments, that's fine, I'm posting these for me, I won't be rejected, it's not like I'm going on a date with you guys, right, although, I feel like this is like a date, are we dating right now, maybe, maybe,
Yeah. Anyway. So, oh crap. Oh, there it goes again. Wow, three sprays in one podcast. I, that's how I know I'm going crazy. Um, so there's been that, my plants, just giving me a reason to open my curtains every day, let the serotonin in. And I've also been going through some kind of spending addiction recently. I've just spent money I don't have. Um, so I've had to put my, like, my make my friends give me a spender limit on everything. I've got to run every purchase past them. Nearly brought a camera the other day. Do I need a camera? Absolutely not. But am I going to change anything about that? No, of course I'm not. I'm not silly. Um, so yeah, I'm going to wrap this up here because I am getting tired now. It's nearly 2am and I do have to take a very long train back home tomorrow. I want a bank holiday Monday. It's going to be even longer than it should be. I hate it, right. So, yeah, I'm just going to wrap this up. Um, I just want to thank all my friends and family for just putting up with my constant mood swings and just questionable life choices I've made through this year. There's been quite a few of them. You guys have just been on edge all the time just because of my stupid life decisions, especially my friends, because you've seen the forefront of my bad choices. And I want to thank every guy I've ever spoken to who has listened to 40 minutes of me chatting shit so far. Um, you know, I'm not going to hold it personally against any of you for if you've ended a relationship or ended talking to me. Because low-key, high-key, it's high-key now, I've posted about it. Um, I wasn't ready for a relationship, neither were you. That is why... I know that I'm putting that energy out into the world. Unless you're actually about to enter a relationship with someone else. In which case, I will come to your house and start throwing rocks at you. I won't. Legally. Legally, for the record. Legally, I won't do that. I'm not going to do that. Someone could use this against me in the court of law, honestly. I'm not going to do that. Um. So yeah, thanks for putting up with me. Thanks for putting up with my clinginess and just like trust issues and annoyingness. Me being like, I saw that you were on Snapchat five minutes ago. I messaged you six minutes ago. Why did you not reply? Kind of, kind of shit. Um, I'm not like that now. I'm just really painting a bad photo, a bad picture of myself. I, for anyone who is interested in me and like whatever, I am not like that now. Um, I've moved past that. I'm a new me. I'm Zach 3.0. Um. <laughs> 5.0 at this point no 50.0 at this point actually that's more accurate so yeah i've already planned the next episode because i have truly been productive and by productive i mean it just procrastinating from uni work again um so i'm going to be giving advice to my younger self in the next episode as i change my mind i mean this this podcast is called nessie i could just not do that do something interesting that's me <laughs> I can't very dry content you know um but I'll, I'll talk about some embarrassing childhood stories so I'll, I'll go through that we'll talk about that yeah I mean I've embarrassed myself in my dating stories why not my childhood stories at least the excuse I have next episode is I was young I have no excuse for why I act this way now maybe I'm just deprived of attention maybe I just need a hug Someone hug me. Um, I'll. Oh, I was gonna say I'll pay you, but that's that's illegal, surely. 
<laughs> paying someone for physical attention. Oh my god, right. I'm actually gonna go now. Um, I'm gonna post this and then sleep. And I guess we'll find out live whether or not I make it to this train on time. If I don't, um, I'll figure it out. That it's just very on brand for me, isn't it? But yeah, thanks for listening, guys. And I'm so sorry. This got messy.